Hello everybody, John Ashworth here, a.k.a. Johnny Renaissance, coming to you in podcast form today. Be sure to subscribe at theashflash.com for regular updates and subscriber-only content. Do you have the right attitude about selling and about your salespeople? Generally speaking, you can choose one of three attitudes about selling. The first one is probably the most common, or at least the most familiar, revulsion, fear, hate, And if having to consider doing some selling yourself, feelings of being afraid and ashamed to have to do it. All of which comes from a lack of respect for salespeople and the craft itself. Often, of course, these feelings and beliefs come from never having experienced a great salesperson. More common is the fact that certain life experiences lead to specific belief systems. And I know for sure there are plenty of people out there who loathe salespeople as the general rule. Believe me, as a salesperson myself, I run into this on an almost daily basis. To them I say, tough! As my dad once wisely pointed out, we are what make the world go round. And by the way, my first chapter in my book on weight loss is on belief systems. They are just essential to your success, and you'll get a copy of that immediately upon becoming a subscriber to The Ash Flash. So be sure to head over there when you're done listening, theashflash.com. Put in your full mailing address if you want the print edition. Would love to have you on that list. My dad was a great salesperson himself, though he fell short where many often do, in the implementation of a daily discipline, no matter what the circumstances, good or bad. Not getting too caught up in the good, not letting the bad drag you down. Hard to do sometimes as a salesperson. That's the mistake many salespeople make, you see. Having too narrow a vision, getting too caught up in the day-to-day results instead of maintaining that daily discipline that, when implemented correctly, will always produce results over time. Very likely, those who loathe salespeople are almost certainly benefiting in their lives right now directly as a result of something a salesperson sold, either directly to them or indirectly to someone else who was then able to offer it to them and the customer. Here's a great line I just read that I wrote into my most current salesman notebook. There's a little story about that at the end I'll share with you. Any idiot can make soap. It takes a genius to be able to sell it. In the piece I read that contained this quote, this was in reference to Mr. Clean. Those of you old enough will remember who Mr. Clean is, the great American ad icon that, was, that had nothing to do, has nothing to do with soap, and everything to do with being the perfect man for a desperate housewife, someone with whom she can have a secret affair and who also cleans the bathroom. Now, please... Before you clobber me and start sending me mail and accusing me of being and sounding sexist, stand by. I have an important point to make. Also, I am not responsible for the creation of Mr. Clean. I am only an astute observer. This kind of idea is often new to business owners and sometimes salespeople too. So I will take just a moment to elaborate on it a little more with an important question for your consideration. A very, very important question indeed. I would love to hear what you think in the comments section below. What business are you really in? Beyond your products and the stuff you sell to people, 
You need to go deep into the emotions, the feelings and desires that drive people to do business with you, to purchase your solutions. When you can marry your marketing effectively with these emotional triggers, you will begin to see how powerful and effective you can be, not just with your marketing and sales, but with your ability to truly serve your customers, your ability to influence anyone in any situation to buy what you're selling and reap the benefits. Now, the second belief about sales and salespeople that often works against the business owner is a softer dislike of the sales professional, a genuine lack of interest in the idea, and a begrudging utilization of such a person as a means to an end. This attitude can be summed up by this often heard phrase, oh man, I really want to buy that product, but I don't want to have to go deal with that salesperson. That's how companies like Carvana get started. Because that's the way most people feel about car salesmen. And for good reason. You must never forget, however, how valuable a resource a great salesperson can be. In the case of the great American car salesman, everyone's had a bad one. A great one, on the other hand, can make your heart sing while you save time, money, and the usual frustration involved in buying a car. Plus, they don't rip you off. I was just having my conversation with my son about this just last night, and about the fact when it comes to buying a car, buying anything, you want to feel good. You want to be able to trust your salesperson, know that they're an expert, know that they can help you, and you want to feel good about your purchase. When a salesperson screws this up, people don't buy. And they often go away feeling horrible. Many of these individuals in the car business, when I was there, told me that I was the absolute best car salesman they ever had. And that was the environment I tried to create every single time I sold a car. That was my goal. To have someone say to me, John, you were the best car salesman I ever had. You have to forgive me here. I'm working off my notes for the post that I was running short on time putting together here. So if this sounds a little jumbled right at the moment, just bear with me. I'm getting getting there. It is this second belief, this genuine dislike of salespeople and the idea of selling that is surprisingly where 80% of business owners live. And it goes a real long way to explaining your lackluster results if that's what you're experiencing right now. The sooner you admit that, the better. The manifestation of this belief comes in many forms, the most common being a lethargic and apathetic approach to the places in your business where, if placed properly, a great salesperson could double or even triple your sales. That's right, no joke. We salespeople do it all the time. Personally, I can, in fact, without hesitation, guarantee that if you turn me loose inside your business with your current customer and prospect list, I could increase your sales by 25% just as a starting point. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. But here's my totally risk-free offer to you if you're interested in considering it. And I've got some spare time in the evenings and on weekends to work on this for you. I'll do it for free and then take a small percentage of the increase. That, that way, it costs you nothing 
and I have incentive to sell even more for you. That's how confident I am that I can do this. Because for the most part, as I said just a moment ago, 80% of business owners are getting this wrong every single day, missing opportunities and complaining about lackluster results. As one other simple example, this just happened a couple of weeks ago, I spent half an afternoon creating a very specific email for a very specific situation. It was so good that it motivated a very good customer to invest in an upgrade that will be worth tens of thousands of dollars to my company over the next five to 10 years. That's huge. I do it all the time. Instead of taking advantage of all this potential opportunity, business owners too often allow fear and loathing of salespeople to win out and opportunities are missed every minute of every day. Start paying attention to this idea in your daily routine, the things you're buying. If you're willing to open your mind, you'll begin to see it very clearly almost every single place you go to make a purchase. Businesses are making a mistake. I did, in fact, run into a rare example recently of a business doing it right on the front end, but still missing many opportunities on the back end. The business was Fleet Feet here in Madison on Old Sock Road. If you're in the market for a new pair of running shoes, that is where I recommend you go. They'll take back any pair of shoes you buy, no matter if you've worn them or not, within a 90-day time frame. Now, doesn't that just wipe out one of the primary objections to buying a pair of $100 plus shoes? What if I don't like them? That's beautiful stuff. That's a complete and total risk reversal. The same thing as me offering you the opportunity to take advantage of my expertise in your business to increase sales, asking for no money up front and only a percentage of the increase in sales on the back end. Complete and total 100% risk reversal. And if you're afraid and fearful and feel like you can't make that offer, you have other problems inside your business that you need to fix and solve right now. Now, in my opinion, the opportunity that Fleet Feet has missed badly, however, is the sales process that should have followed me out the door and tracked me down Pardon me, turning the page here. Is the sales process that should have followed me out the door and tracked me down until I bought again. I can tell you with absolute certainty that if they would have gotten this right, I would have been back already at least once to add a pair of walking shoes for myself and probably a few other needed items as well. Following that, my wife Laura and I would have likely been in to get something for her as well. But I needed reinforced incentive to do this. I needed reminders, I needed prodding, I'm busy, I have other things to spend my money on too, and a limited supply. I also need you to provide me a compelling reason to visit you again. What is it beyond the discount you offered me when I completed my last purchase? I can't even remember what that offer is now, because it hasn't been repeated in any follow-up communication. Most business owners, because they are afraid of selling, will shy away from this because they are afraid of scaring people away. But here's the truth. Stick this point in your mind with a very sharp tack and don't ever take it down. A buyer is a buyer is a buyer. And if I wasn't ready to buy anything else, I would just ignore the emails and the follow-up, maybe even unsubscribe. And who cares? I'm not a buyer. 
When done right, however, that follow-up to a buyer leads to more sales and a lot more stickiness between me, the customer, and you, the business owner. You, the business. You, the brand. When you do this right, you win me for good. And I keep coming back and referring my friends. When you do it wrong or you don't do it at all, I forget all about you very, very quickly. This is also, by the way, how you survive as a brick-and-mortar business in today's digital age, by being assertive, smart, and focused on selling, not fearful, apathetic, and downright lazy and stupid. There's no question I'll be back to buy more from Fleet Feet at some point, and I'm not accusing them of being stupid. I'm just accusing them of leaving opportunity on the table. The real question is how much more could you get me to spend if you were willing to invest more time, energy, and money in the sales process? The other important point here, too, is, is that if I happen into some other shoe store that does this right, well, you might just lose me for good. Be careful. Be diligent. Be unique. Be forward-thinking. Be so many things other than the 80% of businesses that don't do this the way they could be doing it. You get a glimpse of where my own beliefs fall from that last statement. Beliefs that grow stronger every day because every day I am selling. That is my vocation. Hence, I am constantly learning how to sell more effectively. Not just selling for selling's sake either, but embracing my craft in a way that makes me better at it every day. More of an expert with every sale I make. Embracing my craft and my vocation in a way that makes me a unicorn to you because you've never seen anything like it. You have become calloused by salespeople who don't approach their work in this way. Salespeople who are not trained and managed in the right way. Salespeople who are running amok due to ignorance about how things can be so much different and better than they are right now. Salespeople who didn't spend the first half of their career as a health and fitness coach learning how to really listen and influence in a different way. A more compassionate, empathetic, and comforting way. At the same time, combined with my expertise and study of sales and marketing over the years, still able to ask for the money and close the deal when the time is right to do so. You can take the pressure off and not make people and prospects feel uncomfortable. You can educate them. You can be a resource. You can be their expert, their trusted guide. But at some point, you've got to ask for the sale. You've got to ask for the money. And you've got to know when the right time is to do that. Most people are not even training their salespeople. So how would they even be able to get better at that? Most salespeople either don't have this kind of gift in them or they've never been shown the way, as I just said. If it's both, they need to go. If they are true salespeople, you can train them and instill in them this kind of passion for selling your stuff. It can and will be done. Once again, I can help you. Here's the last idea I want to share with you before I go today. And I appreciate you listening this far if you're still here. The ideas that resonate most with me about being a salesperson. First, that I have the potential to create for you a buying experience that is cathartic. Like none other you've ever experienced. And as a result, help you not only get what you want 
and what you deserve and what you shouldn't be living without, but also what you need. And, as I was saying earlier, feel really good about doing it. So good, in fact, that you might even want to do it again and very, very soon. Or maybe even get some of your friends, colleagues, or loved ones to do it too. Meaning you are driven to refer more business because the buying experience was so freaking good that you absolutely have to share that experience with the people you know and love. That happened a lot to me when I was in the car business selling cars. Again, you can find those stories on the blog. They're all in the Johnny Renaissance archives. Link to from this post. When you discover exactly what business you are truly in and you begin to wrap your marketing and sales process around this strategically and effectively, you will create this kind of fervor for you and everything you have to offer. You will create a culture of sales that is rooted in service. And you just might find that I was right about doubling and tripling your sales. If you think that idea is good... This one is even more powerful and universal, and it is the idea that I will finish with today. The reservoir of resilience or super reserve that a great salesperson possesses and that is born from cultivation of their craft, their charm, their winning smile, a nice suit when needed, and a shining pair of shoes makes what they are able to produce unmatched and omnipotent. You too can create this inside your business with the right attitudes about selling and the right people to help you do it. In an age where college costs far more than it should, and I've been going through this now with Carl and I can't wait to share with you the strategic way in which we are approaching this, but in an age where college costs far more than it should and very often produces poor results for which there is little accountability, I believe we must ask whether or not all of us should first be trained as salespeople long before we ever consider anything else. All of our careers would benefit, and more of us would understand how an often misunderstood profession could and probably already is changing the world. John Ashworth, a.k.a. Signing off. Thanks for listening. Once again, if you haven't already done so, subscribe to theashflash.com. And I look forward to coming to you again soon. Take care, everybody.